Hey, hey, what is up? This is The Heel Deal, SummerSlam 2021 preview. I'm your host, Zach Barry. Joining me, as always, Mr. Matt Howard, Mr. Lane Trotman. But before we get into that, I do need to always remind you of the sponsors that make this show possible. We are coming to you from the Davis McCord State Farm Studio. If you need good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates, look no further than Davis McCord and State Farm, your one-stop shop in Tennessee and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around and give Davis a call, 901-755-6110 for your surprisingly great rates today. Podcast also brought to you by Transamerica Insurance. Rated best term life insurance company in 2020 by Forbes. They offer 10, 20, and 30-year term life insurance catered to your individual needs. Ask about their living benefits option and get a free quote today from Drew Moak. Call him at 601-953-8449. He's licensed in Mississippi, Tennessee, and Texas, among others, and he is wanting to get you started today. That's Transamerica Insurance. Call Drew, 601-953-8449. Lastly, we, we, we tell you about it when we take our break and you hear from all the other lovely sponsors, but I do want to remind you, Greg Jones and the great people at LB's Meat Market are running what they are calling the Podcast Rebellion Perk, or for this case, the Heel Deal Perk. Um, so the only way to celebrate with the best protein around is to go see Greg, tell him you're a loyal listener. You can say Podcast Rebellion, you can say Heel Deal, you can say Red Cup Rebellion. Tell him that you will get a 16-ounce prime strip for $15 and a pack of sausage for $5. That's all you got to do. Tell him that you're a listener of the show, you subscribe, you download, whatever. $15, 16-ounce prime strip and a $5 pack of sausage. Um, tell them Red Cup sent you, and you will get that fantastic deal. So without further ado, as uh, Lane is uh, doing God knows what right now, making all kinds of fucking noise, we are here for SummerSlam 2021. Gentlemen, good evening. What is going on? What's going on, Zach? How you doing, man? Lane is running the ropes like the Ultimate Warrior right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, like uh, I, I forgot my charger, so there it is. Okay, we're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're here. We're, we're here. Time. Preview SummerSlam. Um, we've done WrestleMania. We've done Money in the Bank. We are here to talk about the event in Paradise, Nevada, at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, real quick, how does everybody say the state that Las Vegas is in? Nevada. Okay. Not it, 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 it's 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 actually Nevada, but is that, okay. I can never remember which way is correct. Yeah. Um, and I lived with someone who was from Vegas, and they would always correct me, but I still don't remember. Is that like people who say New Orleans or New Orleans? Yeah, pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Maybe. Ugh. I mean, I, I think it's an actual pronunciation. It's not like Oxford with like lafayette county it's not lafayette like people like, in louisiana say lafayette I, I, honestly zach i thought it was lafayette it's not like people who like try to say cutter instead of guitar yeah uh, isn't that how you say it though maybe <laughs> i think, I think it, it actually is cutter it is well yeah. they 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 ruin their chance of getting the world cup yeah um so but we're not here to talk about the World Cup, no sir. How to how to pronounce states or yeah. counties? We're, we're here, here to, to learn how to Summer pronounce Slam. Oscar. Yeah, I got to yeah, learn. Exactly. Hey, like, hey, you really need to sub your game on that. 
Yeah, sorry guys. Um, (laughs) I mean, I have Peacock. I just need to stop watching The Office over and over and start watching more wrestling. But uh, all right, let's jump into it. Um, I'm looking at 10 matches here on the card via wikipedia.org. Lots and lots and lots of hardware on the line this evening. Um, Let's jump in. Let's run through the card first, and then we've got some things we need to touch on in the uh, second segment. We've got some... uh, I think we got some trivia on deck. We've got some uh, favorite memories. Um, we got a lot. We got a lot going on. Um, so let's just let's just dive in here to the card. And guys, if I'm running through this, tell me if it's a it's a match that you guys are just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like we'll pick something real quick and move on. Yeah. If it's something that doesn't interest either one of you, yeah, we can yeah. keep it. We can keep it brief. But all right, let's jump sure. into it here. Probably going to say this wrong right out of the gate. Um, Nikki, I'm going to say her real name, Nicola Glencross, a.k.a. Nikki Cross. And then I guess she goes by Nikki <laughs> A.S.H. now? Yeah, she's a superhero. Zach, is come on, Nikki, dude. Like, is it Nikki yo, Ash or Zach, A.S.H.? Yeah, it's, it's Nikki A.S.H. A game prep right here. Like, this is like, yeah. Come on, Zach. Like, no, it's all good. All right, so, really? so she's the champ. <laughs> triple threat match. Charlotte Flair and Ray Ripley for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. What are – I mean, let's – come on. Come out firing here. What do we got? What are we thinking? All right. So for this one, our last podcast, Money in the Bank, we had um, we had Charlotte Flair <laughs> beat Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's title. The very next night on Raw, Nikki ASH, A-S-H cashed in her Money in the Bank contract and beat Charlotte Flair – one, two, three, middle of the ring. Surprise, upset. Probably the biggest upset in, I would say, women's title, at least recent history. I can't think of anyone that was a bigger underdog winning the title. So she won the title, and of course, Charlotte wants it back, and Rhea Ripley wants her title back after winning it or losing it to Charlotte the night before, and so hence the triple threat. Yeah, so I, I want to kind of go on this one. I mean, I think Nikki Ash has um, had a really good run. She, her gimmick is kind of like the Hurricane. I, I think Matt Uter kind of agrees with me. I think she's even mentioned that she's being mentored by the Hurricane currently. Because the Hurricane is actually one of the best wrestlers of all time. But, um, but I mean, honestly, in this match, it, it's going to be one of these matches that I think is actually going to be one of the more entertaining matches on actually on the card. But I really do think that um, Charlotte Flair is going to win this. So I think Charlotte Flair – Especially going into um, you know the rest of the year, going into the WrestleMania season, I think Charlotte Flair is, is going to get the strap on her back on this one. And so, yeah, I think okay. I think just based off of we keep hearing things about how they're wanting to make this essentially the WrestleMania for this year because they're going to have they're get they're got the full fans, they got the new stadium, yeah. they're they're wanting this one to be the big one of the year, and you're hearing rumors about the return of Becky Lynch. I can totally see Charlotte Flair winning the title and Becky Lynch showing up and them starting or rekindling their feud going forward. Uh, I think McMahon is going for big time, big time events, you know, title changes, big moments. And I think that Charlotte's going to win the title back. And I think that Becky Lynch is going to come out and they're going to kick off another feud. So, so Matt, you think Becky Lynch is going to come back this week? I do. I think she's going to come back. I think she's, oh, she's strong, been te- strong statement. Yeah. She's been teasing it for a few months, and you're not yeah. going to waste it on you know lower tier pay per views. This yeah. is this is kind of WWE Super Bowl this year, and I think that yeah. um, Becky's coming back. And I think what better way to do it than 
her biggest rival winning the title. Yeah, and honestly, like just kind of going back to the, especially this SummerSlam, and Matt, you kind of touch on. It. I mean, I think this this is going to be. I, I'm actually this is the first um, live um, WWE event in Legion Stadium, and so everybody yeah. that's you know on the Las Vegas Strip, everybody across the street from the Mandalay Bay. I mean, this is going to be a, one of these that have they done. Really, there's, yeah. There haven't been a Super Bowl year that there yet either. Has there been like a big event there? I think this there is really, there really this hasn't. kind of as the big event. I know for a fact because, um, you know, I, I, are, are writers' games not big big events? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, the the the, the they, they, haven't um, had, they haven't had a full stadium, so yeah. yeah. They haven't had a full it's, stadium. But, I mean, it's full stadium, where yeah. like the Steelers and the Chiefs come because all their fans yeah. go. Yeah, because I mean, I went to like a trade show there like a, probably a year or two ago in Legion State. And Legion State is right across the street from Mandalay, but but nonetheless, I mean, I think this is going to be um, an event that. Um, I think it's really going to be kind of special, I mean, especially with the uprise of COVID cases or whatnot. Hopefully, this is going to be an event that um, they're going to get their money's yeah, worth. It's going to be a lot of pop, a lot of pop from everybody. And so, but again, going back to it, from all that aside or whatnot, I really do think Charlotte Flair is going to win this. Yeah, for I really, sure. I, I really do like good. Nikki Ash, though. Nick, Nikki Ash has been a great um, storyline or whatnot, but she's, she's just one of these that is not going to probably be sustainable for a long like championship run so yeah and you keep hearing things too about like when they're doing house shows and she's not getting much of a reaction and you know they don't keep the title on people who don't get reactions and it's It's just it's a it's a zach Ryder kind of reaction like it's cool (laughs) for like maybe a couple days but after that everybody's like blah yeah i agree (laughs) i I was gonna i was gonna say that same thing and i didn't think i was gonna be in the minority but i thought that maybe somebody would maybe go heel and maybe pick Ripley. But yeah, I mean, it just feels like a flash in the pan for Nikki Ash. And then I just feel like the the whole flair setup is just the better storyline. And I just feel like it's the most reasonable pick. Um, she's been kind of at the, the, you know, the top of the heap, at, you know, with Raw and, and she's a bigger name. And I think that it's just more marketable and more she's, of a, like she you doesn't said, lose big pay-per-view matches. That's kind of her gimmick. For a while there, she didn't, she was undefeated at pay-per-views. That's how she has so many title reigns. And what bigger one than this one? Yeah. And like Lane said, you know, the, there's not much pop to Nikki Ash right now. So, yeah, yeah I think we're all a uh, clean sweep here for Charlotte Flair. Um, all right. The big one. WWE Universal Championship, the champ Roman Reigns oh, taking going on right to it. John Cena. I, I don't know if this is any order. He's coming off the top rope right now. You're just, oh you're man! Just going to Lane, the take a few deep breaths before we get in on this one. Just take a few deep breaths. Yeah, yeah but, uh, cold just, rag on your neck. Just kind of chill. I need, I need to up. Take, honestly, uh, I need to take a cold shower right now. Thinking about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but Lane, you're leaving this one off for sure. Go for it. So. I really do think, I mean, obviously, um, I think the storyline, I think John Cena is really kind of, um, especially with the live, live crowds coming back, I think John Cena has done an excellent job of kind of like revitalizing kind of like the live format for WWE. Um, the, 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 the favorite, obviously, is probably Roman Reigns. And it's the same thing with the Bobby Lashley-Goldberg uh, matchup is, you know, I think Roman Reigns is favored to win this and it may make the most sense, but... I've been thinking about this today, and I'm going to go off the chart. And I know Matt's going to go say Roman Reigns all day on this match, but I, this is what's going to happen. And I want to go. I want. I'm going to double down on this, but I, I really do think what's going to happen. I think John Cena is going to win this match. Biggie 
is going to come out and cash in. That is that is my take it to the bank. Oh wow! Well, and so that 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 it, that honestly, I, I was thinking about this today because I mean, because you look at both of these, especially the Roman Reigns and the Cena, and then the Goldberg versus Lashley. Everybody's going to think you know Roman Reigns is going to win that match, and then and then um, Lashley's going to be Goldberg. Why not? It's too predictable. They have, they're going to have something up their sleeve. It's going to get a lot of pop, especially on a really big you know you're at a brand new stadium in Vegas, right across from Mandalay, right next to the Strip. They're not going to make it so predictable. It's either I think this match or the next match or the the the, the Goldberg um, Lashley match. They're going to kind of throw it out of the proportion or whatnot. But I really do think Cena wins this match. Biggie comes out, cashes in. Cena, in a sense, puts Biggie more over than he is, and he's going to cash in it. But I, in this match, nonetheless, besides cashing in or whatnot, I think Cena wins this match. All right. So, what, what do you think about that, man? I think I think that's. I, a, I mean, I said was on there the last, any, I said was there the, any doubt? Was there any doubt this was going to be? Oh no! I, I've been talking about it all day. This is going to be. This is Lane's time to shine. But, Cena's back. But, at the end of the day, though, he does not have the he does not have the strap on. That, yeah. That's my that, that was my twist. All right, so I said on the last podcast, Roman Reigns is beating everyone and not losing a match until he faces The Rock, and even then, I don't think he's going to lose. But I'm gonna throw you a curveball. I think John Cena is going to win. I think John <laughs> Cena. I think John. I think, yeah, there's a lot, I think there's a lot of factors at play. Yeah. So John Cena's back. He's already commented on this is not a one match thing. He's going to be there for a minute. So yeah. he's either going to lose and try and go for it again, or he's going to win yeah. it. All right. So yeah. and then our next big pay per view, the big one, is Survivor Series, which yeah. they've already advertised that it's the 25th anniversary of The Rock. Yeah. And what better way to do that than for Cena to win on Sunday and drop yeah. it back to Roman at Survivor Series and The Rock come out. And uh, uh, the other yeah, thing you've got uh, going, so this is something that the, the internet people are all over right now, which I'm I'm not breaking any news, but Ric Flair just asked for and got his WWE release. Ric Flair and John Cena are tied at 16 world title reigns. What better way to put it in the Nature Boy's face than to put number 17 on John Cena's shoulder? And I think it's going to happen. I think this there this is a mainstream pay-per-view John Cena right now, other than The Rock, it's about as mainstream as it gets. John Cena's everywhere. You put the strap on his shoulder. You got number 17, and then you got your setup moving forward. Roman Reigns has to have some kind of vulnerability, and it's coming this Sunday. And he's, I think when him and John Cena eventually face off again, it's going to be a squash match for Roman Reigns. But Sunday, John Cena, 17. Well, All right. well hey, some- hey, hey, Zach, look at that. Look at that. We just we disagreed on that. It's a little weird. Yeah. So I hate to throw cold water here. I just feel like this is just some kind of promotional grab for Cena for Fast Nine and for Suicide Squad. I think it's just a well, he's a great actor. Hey, like yeah, I'm a big I'm a big man. movie star now. I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna have some fun. <laughs> I think Roman Reigns wins. I think it's just a bigger story with Reigns retaining the title than just kind of like a John Cena flash in the pan. But Matt bringing up the 16, you know, tied at 16 with Ric Flair, could they possibly rethink some things? 
Maybe. I And yeah. I don't know if I'm just trying to be contrarian because you both think that Cena will win. They acknowledge I mean, it this I week, would, too. WWE has posted several things on social media sites talking about the number of world title reigns. And, I, they, I, you know, exactly. there really could be a red herring just yeah. getting you talking about it. Obviously, they don't want you to know what's going to happen going into it, so they're 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 getting you thinking both sides. But it's just too many. There's too many stars aligning right now. Going into this week, I thought Roman Reigns 100. percent I said it. I said it last it, month on our last podcast. He's yeah. never going to lose. But something about it, I think Cena's got it. It is. It is makes it, it makes so much sense. I mean, I, I know their viewership has been down too. Like when when Cena's like on the card, like it doesn't matter where it is or whatnot. Even if he doesn't show up till Survivor Series, I mean, it's gonna. It's going to draw interest or whatnot. Like Roman Reigns is Roman Reigns, and he's a great superstar, he's a great wrestler or whatnot. But like John Cena is, I mean, he's 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 this era's The Rock. He's this era, you know, the Rattlesnake. He's this era's Bret Hart. This and they era. kind of laid out the blueprint yeah. for the match when they had their face off. Again, there's going to be an episode of SmackDown tomorrow night, so a lot could change. But last week yeah. they talked about John Cena even said, "You're gonna you're gonna beat my ass for 30 minutes." Yeah. But all I need is three seconds. So it could very well be Roman okay. Reigns just yeah. beats the shit out of him for 30 minutes and John Cena beats him at the end. But we all know that's not how a Cena match goes. So I think it's I think it's going to be, honestly, I hate to, you know, I think it's going to be the best match of the night. I'm very much looking forward to it. Zach, I can't believe you just went off the top ropes and like just well, like, do this match in there. For us. I was going to say, blame yeah. Wikipedia because it's number two on their list. <laughs> um, I mean, if, Fake news. if Cena – if Cena can get it, I mean, it's it's great because if he can just yeah. continue to build that gap between the third place guy yeah. on the yeah. list here, Triple H, I, I love that. <laughs> Come um, on now, the the top six mm. here for those that haven't seen it. Um, so mer- most world championship reigns, and this is, um, you know, counted or I guess um, I guess it says recognized by WWE. So Ric Flair, John Cena tied at first with 16 world championship reigns. Triple H second with 14. Randy Orton also tied at 14. Hulk Hogan at 12. I don't know. I, you guys might disagree, but Edge at 11 just feels so weird. Yeah, like Edge I, very much benefited on the Raw and SmackDown split where they had the two world titles in each. He definitely benefited on yeah. that. I will say he, he was a good heel for a time. Yeah, that's probably a little high for him. He's a he's a good face. I mean he he's handsome. He's got great hair. He's pretty charismatic <laughs> in the ring. Um, he's not a terrible wrestler. I mean he's not super technical, but he just kind of does dude, things dude, pretty Edge. well. Yeah, he's just whatever. Edge was Edge was a, like one of the probably I think the best wrestlers probably since the 2000s. Uh, I mean like he's, he's I was a, more I was yeah. I was more of a Christian guy, but um, no he, <laughs> but anyway. He, Hey, Captain Charisma, is, Captain Charisma is the man. You're talking about the current Impact World Champion right now. <laughs> you talking? You talking about Jay slash Bird? Um, at the, at the, <laughs> the rounding out the list here before we move yeah. on to the next match, uh, Sting and The Rock tied at ten with Jeff Jarrett. Double J, um, J E double F, J A double R E double T. <laughs> and then uh, Brock Lesnar at eight, rounding it out. Exactly. I think Jeff Jarrett is one of your um, cohorts up in Nashville, though. Aren't you guys like Nashville citizens together? What about that? I think Jeff Jarrett might, is a, is an Uber Eats driver now. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets in Uber pools and tells people about his world championship reigns. Um, all right, so we might as well just stick with the heavy hitters. Three on the list here per Wikipedia. 
the champ Bobby Lashley taking on Bill Goldberg. I'm just going to go ahead and keep it short and sweet here. I think Goldberg just like the match will it. be. <laughs> that probably, yeah, I it think Goldberg be. wins. All Goldberg matches now are short. They're just little five minute, just ass whippings, pretty much. He's just he's just going to stand in a bunch of uh, fireworks and then breathe out smoke, and then he's going to spear him. That's Jack the best match. <laughs> So I'm going to disagree on that one, and only because, and Lane kind of stole my thunder on this one, but I think that Bobby Lashley wins, and I think that Big E cashes in on Bobby. They got a little, there's a little history, there's a little history with the New Day, and Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley basically destroyed uh, the other two New Day members this summer, Kofi and Xavier Woods. He killed them this summer, beat them both, beat Kofi in in a world title match. It was essentially a squash, squash match. I think Kofi got two things of offense in, just murdered him. What better way for Big E to stand up for his buddies than to cash in and win his first WWE title at SummerSlam? Can't beat it. And, um, you know, kind of going back to the, you know, the Cena uh, Reigns match <laughs> or whatnot, but I mean, it's. You kind of could like flip it either way, but I mean, the, with the with the way that um, they've kind of been playing Goldberg's son, I think that's going to be an interesting kind of thing to see. Um, I'm not going to lie, that's weird. What, what what do you think, man? I hope I never see Goldberg's son ever again in my life. I don't. It's kind of weird because I'm actually kind of like I kind of hope Bobby Lashley spears him. It, it doesn't. It doesn't really <laughs> see that he's actually going to actually like be a he's actually training or not but i mean for this match though i, I just don't see goldberg beating i, I just of those two matches i think of the two matches the lashley goldberg match and then the reigns um you know cena match like one of these are going to go off obviously lashley and reigns are favorites in these but i, I for this one i really do think lashley is going to maintain and i don't know just goldberg is i just I mean, can't see I two title yeah. changes your two top titles changing yeah. hands without some funny business going on no i understand and, you know just the goldberg i mean i mean we all love goldberg but i mean goldberg at this point looks like somebody's dad in their boxer yeah, breaks walking just, in the living room and we, I, I think it was probably like a year it was probably not a year because it was during covid but it was probably like a couple of years like one of the the um uh, subway radio shows or whatnot but Gold, didn't goldberg and like um I think Taker fought, didn't they? Was, was that yeah, Goldberg? that's when they, they wrestled in Saudi Arabia and they both yeah, took they, turns like, they like legitimately each hurting each other. Yeah, but like Goldberg has been on the Goldbergs on ABC and like he just he needs to stick to that. But needless to say, I'm telling you right now, Bobby Lashley's going to win this. I can talk about this all night, but I just like there's just there's no angle here. I mean, I think this sign's going to come together. But I'll say Bobby Lashley. I'll say this. Yeah. I saw I saw this. Um, somebody said this, and yeah. you know, I was like, "Well, you know, it's where it's like it doesn't make sense so much that it makes sense." Yeah. It didn't really, it really didn't jive for Goldberg to take the strap from Bray Wyatt. So yeah, maybe this just perfectly sets up. It doesn't make sense for him to win, yeah. but he wins. None of his storylines um, have made sense. The um, when he wrestled Drew McIntyre earlier this year, he the whole storyline was based off of drew mcintyre was disrespecting him and drew mcintyre is a face he's like a he's like a good guy he never said anything about goldberg so it, it made no sense they're just throwing goldberg yeah, yeah. in his matches and just hoping that like you get a nostalgia act out of it which is why all these matches are five minutes long exactly like, like, drew, Mc, drew mcintyre is like i think one of the best wrestlers on like, like the car now like not the car but yeah, actually like in the industry and just you throw Goldberg in there, and like and that's the other I mean, thing too. He's yeah. losing his his 
invincibility aura now because it yeah. keeps losing to people and yeah it doesn't and why and they've built up lashley kind of like they built up reigns yeah. it makes no sense for him to lose yeah. to, to goldberg yeah so again i'm, I'm gonna go Lashley on this but we'll see okay yeah all right next tag team uh for the smackdown tag team title the champs Jay and Jimmy taking on Ray and Dominic. I'm I'm leaning Usos here. I yeah. I, I mean, I just it always felt like the the Mysterios rivalry was kind of serving Roman Reigns' whole narrative, and for sure, just kind of building to that. But I mean, I just feel like that even though the Usos kind of lost a little bit of their momentum um, or they, they almost lost it, but then they won the title. I think that whole, this whole family dynamic of a two brothers, you know, two pairs of brothers battling here. But I I think the, I think Jimmy and Jay hold on to it. Dominic is Ray's son. Oh yeah. Sorry. Dominic is Ray's son, but they look like brothers. Ray hasn't. Ray, I was gonna say, yeah, Ray still looks like he's in his twenties. Um, so, an interesting angle I could see on this. I could, I think the Usos are gonna win, and I could see. So this whole time with Roman Reigns and the Usos, yeah, Roman has kind of domineered. Like you know, he's been over them. Like he looks down on them. Like sure they're together, but he he's definitely superior to them. And I can see going into next Friday night after SummerSlam. They still have their titles, and he doesn't. Does the dynamic change a little bit? Do they lose a little respect for their leader? Does he get angry because they still have their championships and he doesn't? There's there's a lot going on. But it, honestly, we were talking about some of the matches that we're just you know not super interested in. Any anytime Rey Mysterio is involved, it's gonna be awesome. There's yeah. a few cool spots. Yeah, he's gonna and, the, Usos, the Usos are incredible. It's like one of the better tag teams in the last probably yeah. ten to fifteen years. I, this is this is a ten minute match. Couple good spots. Who says win? And I kind of, man, I kind of agree with you on that. I, I mean, there's a part of me that thinks that Ray and Dominic are going to on this, but be a cool moment. Obviously, got. No, I think I think the problem is is I think. I think the Usos carry a bigger storyline, especially going into WrestleMania season. Because, I mean, I think we also need to take a step back here. And, you know, and this is something I have actually read. And when you, after SummerSlam, they're you're kind of – No, they're not two sheets. But, I mean, it's, it's one of these cheats. things – No, it's, <laughs> it's one of these things that the viewership goes down because it's football season. And so everybody starts viewing into once it starts going back to the WrestleMania season or not. And like, I just, I don't really think that they really want to take Ray and Dominic into a, um, into the fall and the winter and before football season on this. So I want to go Usu's on this. I think Dominic has been a great, um, yeah. Considering how long he's been at it, he's doing doing great. He's, 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 I mean, he's been really kind of impressive. He's always going to be unfairly judged on how good he is compared to his dad. And I think considering the amount of time that he's been working at it, he's he's fine by me. I have no no beef with Dominic Mysterio. Because, I mean, like him and his dad are obviously 100% different type of wrestlers or whatnot. But, like, Dominic has been a great worker in the ring. Who Dominic will also probably get brought up again later in this podcast. 
I, I want to say what, but yeah. Zach Mary told me not to say what again, so I would not say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, there you go. Zach. All right. You're leading right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> you met, you met, you met the quota. Um, all right. So next, uh, WWE SmackDown women's title match. Bianca, Sasha. This one's going to be some fireworks here. Should be a pretty fun match, in my opinion. I think that Bianca Belair is going to retain the title here. Um, Again, I mean, I think this is going to be highly entertaining. um, As high-flying as it gets for a women's match. Um, And and I don't mean any disrespect there. I mean, these two are probably the most technically efficient female wrestlers in the game right now, if not the two best. Um, I don't know. I mean, I the the whole thing with Sasha Banks winning, it just makes more sense for Bianca to retain the title. Um, just to have like that heavy hitter that's going to keep winning, and they're just going to keep throwing challengers at her. That's kind of what I'm seeing it as. It's like, it's going to be hard fought. It's going to, you know, come down to where it's like, you know, neck and neck. They're both exchanging blows. Who can, who can get it done? I don't know. I think it just makes more sense for Bianca to retain the title here. And honestly, Zach, I'm going to kind of piggyback on this. I think Bianca is, I mean, honestly, this match, if, and again, if, Whoever's listening or whatnot, this is a match that I think both of these wrestlers are probably, you know, especially in the women's division, because the women's division has always had kind of a, you know, especially going back to Attitude Era, it's a lot of, you know, just kind of showmanship, you know, ball and panty match or whatnot. But this match right here is going to be a really, really technical, sound, fun match, and it really just kind of shows how, how far along the women's division has gone. Um, but again, I, I think. Bianca Belair, especially with the kind of moving forward, I think this makes the most sense for her to retain the title. Um, Sasha, you know, I, I love Sasha Banks. I mean, every, I mean, I, we've probably done this, you know, in the past. I probably show my love or whatnot, but I mean, it's just this this match just says Bianca Belair all over it, and and honestly, on on the whole card, I, I probably this and probably like the Cena Reigns match are probably the ones I really want to watch. And so anybody that's listening, if you guys only watch two matches, I would suggest you watch this match and probably the Cena Reigns match because these are going to be the most entertaining. So, yeah, I was going to say um, we didn't really kind of follow up our predictions and all that with WrestleMania, but I thought uh, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair was the best match at WrestleMania this year, and I don't think it was close. I think the back and forth – and then the spot where Bianca hit uh, Sasha across the, the stomach with her hair, and the entire yeah. crowd, you could hear 30,000 people scream, ooh. That yeah. was, I thought yeah. that was far and away the best match. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't even think it was close. And I think this one's going to be – I don't know if they're going to give them the amount of time that they gave them at Mania, so I don't think it's even fair to say that they'll follow it. Yeah. But – all that being said, I think Sasha Banks is going to get her win back, and I think she's going to get her title back. They kept her off TV all summer. They brought her back. They made her. They have made her look dominant so far. She, I mean, she beat the hell out of Bianca Belair the other night. And again, there's an episode of SmackDown tomorrow night, so who knows? Yeah. Anything can change. But I think Sasha gets her win back. 
SummerSlams usually the pay per view where the heels win. That's where the, they, most of the time that all the heels win, and especially in some of these title matches. And I think it would, makes perfect sense for Sasha to get the title and have Bianca chasing her um, leading into a Royal Rumble WrestleMania season. Um, I, I just think I think Sasha is going to come back and get her title back. And I, I want to add on. Sorry, Zach, for for disrupting. But if if you have a if any listener that has a AK or whatnot, tell them to watch this match. This match is going to be a freaking awesome match. Yeah. These, these girls. They killed it in Mania. Again, I don't think they're going to give them the same amount of time, but yeah, this is, yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, this, it's, it's an, it's an electric atmosphere when those two yeah. um, get in the squared circle. I mean, it's like it, you know, as high flying as it gets for the women's division. I mean, this is like the, the old school athletes. days when like the, the Hardy boys would take on, you know, the Dudley boys yeah. and it would just be just hell everywhere yeah. in the ring. Dudes getting thrown. I mean, it's just going to be super entertaining, super yeah. exciting. It's going to, it's going to be nonstop. Um, so yeah. I, I echo lane and you got to watch this match. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. So let's, uh, let's kind of shift things a little bit here. We're going to do the three singles matches where no straps are on the line and just kind of rapid fire here. Because I want to put more emphasis on the title matches. But, all right, so first one up, Edge, Seth Rollins. I'm going to just be brief here. I think I think Edge wins here. Um, kind of because I feel like Seth Rollins just can't really shine with Roman Reigns still being kind of the face of the WWE right now. Um, I don't think it makes sense. For him to win, and I just think that Edge. I mean, I, I poked fun at him earlier for being kind of out of place on that leaderboard, but I think Edge wins. So I'm very much looking forward to this match. I'm a big Seth Rollins guy. I think he's incredible. I think he last year kind of suffered from some overexposure fatigue. Um, he, yeah, you know, he went over on Brock Lesnar a few years ago. I think fans got a little tired of him beating everybody. Um, obviously turned heel, and he is a great natural heel. I think he's always better when he's a heel. And all that being said, I think Edge wins this. Edge has not won a singles match since last year's WrestleMania against Randy Orton. He lost the rematch with Randy Orton. He won the Royal Rumble, which doesn't count as a singles victory. He has literally not beaten anybody in a singles match since last year, and I don't think that they brought Edge back to just keep losing to people. Um, I think this is the beginning of a feud, and I think Edge wins, and they're – building kind of the storyline of sending Seth into a tailspin. He, he thought he deserved a title shot. Didn't get it. Edge got it. He, he cost edge the title, the last pay-per-view. I think edge gets his win, sends Seth Rollins into a bit of a tailspin and they continue to feud through the end of the year. But I think it's going to be a good match. Um, I think edge can still go. Seth Rollins is, you know, he's great. And I think it's going to be a good match, but edge wins. Well, I mean, I, I kind of agree. actually, I want to go against you guys on this. I think Seth Rollins is going to win. Edge is I, honestly, I don't really know what the WWE is going to do with Edge because I mean, you look at his best buddy um, Christian. I mean, he won it <laughs> the heavyweight ever in Impact, and um, I mean, I guess the feud. And honestly, I, I know that Edge is really thankful for the opportunity back in the WWE, especially ever since his injury or whatnot. But I mean. I think Seth Rollins needs to be back in kind of the main event. I, I really do. And so that's why I'm going to kind of go on top of that because I think Seth Rollins, especially with his coffee shop in Iowa, 
Like he needs wrestling school. Like I really do think that he needs to get back on top, and it probably be better profit for him. That coffee I mean, shop cannot thrive if he does not beat Edge on Sunday. <laughs> but um, but no, it, I, honestly, oh like. Like it's Edge, Edge is one of my favorite wrestlers, but I really think that Seth Rollins in this match is going to win. So I saw yeah. one thing that kind of led to my pick here. I saw that somebody said that Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns can't really thrive as both being heels. Yeah, in the current landscape. So that's kind of why I'm leaning Edge. Yeah, they just kind of um, orbit around each other. They can't really. They they've interacted a little bit. Where Seth has kind of helped Roman in some matches, but he's done it in like a "Hey, you owe me" fashion. It's not because they like each other anymore. And honestly, like Zach, give me like my two seconds. But I mean, both of these guys are like just like marquee wrestlers. I mean, these guys are excellent in the ring. And um, I mean, Edge. I mean, if you look. If he wanted to research the best edge matches or whatnot, I mean, he's been working this for decades on end or whatnot. He is one of the best workers in the business. And then Seth Rollins is, especially especially in the last decade. I mean, this is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, Edge is kind of the the older guy, but I mean, this is this will be a fun match to watch. I think it, this will really will. Yeah, yeah. All right, next singles matchup. Uh, just want to let the folks at home know. Veer and Shanky have uh, been banned from ringside. But, uh, <laughs> Drew McIntyre taking on Jinder Mahal. I, yeah. If I'm being honest, I don't, I don't know much about these two. They used I'm to be teammates. Gonna, I'm going to lean McIntyre. Um, I don't know. I mean, I post-title Drew McIntyre has just been kind of all over the place. It's been kind of messy. It's been kind of like a teen drama. Um, just the the weird promos that he's done have just – I don't know. It, but they're doing it for a reason, I think. Um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I flipped a coin. Who knows? Who can say? But I'm going to go McIntyre. Yeah, I think McIntyre wins. Uh, his momentum has kind of stalled a little bit. And I think they like you know gender is a good heel, and I I don't know they, they, I could take this match and I could leave it. Yeah, you know, I think I think Drew McIntyre they want to keep him strong, keep him close to the title picture, and I don't see him losing um, to Jinder Mahal. I'll go with Drew McIntyre. I don't have any other reasoning other than just I think Drew McIntyre is going to win. And. Um... Kind of, yeah, kind of big. You know, honestly, like going back to like the main events on this match or this on quarter one on, I mean, like take out Cena and take out Goldberg, like Drew McIntyre should be like probably one of the main events. Yeah. In this, this card. Honestly, um, I think they're just giving him a, yeah. a break just to get and, away from it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I understand. But I mean, he, he's one of these guys that, I mean, I know that they need the Goldberg and Cena to kind of like draw, you know, get a little more general interest in it. But I mean, it's, but I mean, even with Jinder Mahal, I mean, he's a he's a great in ring wrestler as well. But I mean, I, I would go probably McIntyre on this. This is a and they haven't done anything to make Jinder yeah. look great either because it's, yeah. it's this whole thing started from Money in the Bank. Drew McIntyre was in the Money in the Bank match last month. Yeah, he was doing well. Looked like he was going to win, and Jinder Mahal and his two lackeys came in and took him out. Took him yeah. out of the match. Didn't even give, give him a chance to win. And ever since then, Drew McIntyre all by himself has gotten the best of the yeah. three of them almost every single week. And so you haven't really done anything to make gender look strong. And now you just took, yeah. said his lackeys can't be at the ring. I, don't, I just don't see a scenario where Jinder Mahal wins and it makes sense. Yeah. I 100% agree. I mean, again, like, 
this is again the kind of like a fade match. I mean, it's one of these that you know it's, it's on the card, but Drew Mc, Drew McIntyre should not be on this I'll, match. I'll he, probably he, get he, up to he, get a beer, make myself something yeah. to eat while this yeah. goes on. I hate make to say that. Not, make some nachos, crack up in a um, you know Sam Adams Oktoberfest or whatnot, and broken skull IPA, red, red Cup Rebellion, and you know trying to see what's up with the reps. Yeah. Right yeah, I, not a lot of uh, not a lot of interest here. Which, which I will say, we're almost going heel against the heels because we talked about yeah. how heels win at pay per view events. I know. I've been, I've been noticing them. the same thing. Um. All right. Last singles match here without a strap on the line. Alexa Bliss, Ava Marie with Dewdrop. Um. And this one's going to be just kind of. It's just going to be a time filler, in my opinion. I think uh, Alexa Bliss wins. Probably going to be some kind of uh, you know nefarious activity with with Dewdrop there, but I I just think Alexa Bliss is just going to kind of go about her business, and it'll be uh, it'll be that. So Alexa's Alexa Bliss's whole gimmick is based on another wrestler's gimmick, who is not even in the company anymore. Um, the I can't I can't believe they got rid of him. Yeah. So. For the listeners at home that don't know, Alexa Bliss basically fell under the mind control of the fiend Bray Wyatt and became more and more evil under his tutelage. It's crazy. This is this is one of those things that you, when you explain to somebody who doesn't watch wrestling, you're kind of embarrassed. But anyways, <laughs> she became evil, almost borderline supernatural, could, could um, teleport to different places at different times. Anyways, the person who, yeah. the person who gave her these powers is no longer even employed by the company. So I think what better time to finally end this gimmick and end the nonsense than her losing in a huge upset? Oh, uh, to I don't who's I don't even know who she's actually facing because that it's, it's Eva Marie. She's from um, no, I mean like no, I mean like they've been marketing it as she's wrestling her, but every time they say that, she ends up wrestling the Dewdrop girl, and. <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know who she's going to wrestle, and I don't know. I feel like this is a good chance to pull the plug on the evil Alexa Bliss thing. Let her get back to doing what she used to do when she was actually like a very good wrestler, not all this crazy supernatural stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, kind of, pretty much, um, kind of piggybacking on Matt. Like, okay, well, but now, <laughs> some weather here. But Bray um, Wyatt's uh, joining the show. Yeah, if the lights turn out, man, I'm going. But th- 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 this match is one of these that you look at and you're just like, what is um, what is um, Vince McMahon thinking? I mean, I, I mean, like, I think Alexa Bliss is actually an excellent wrestler. I think even she's great. Bray, yeah, she's a very good wrestler. Is what what she is or not? I mean, it's if Bray Wyatt was still around and all yeah. that, this would be it would yeah. still be a, a decent, yeah. great idea. And you know, I don't understand why they. I don't understand why they. You know, they they let go of Bray Wyatt and let her kind of take. Yeah, the, just um, doesn't have a court. I mean, the whole thing, her whole exit, not existed. Her yeah. whole character at the time is anchored into Bray Wyatt's character, and yeah. Bray Wyatt is no longer even in the company. So it, it makes yeah, no sense. It, is, it doesn't make any sense. And honestly, this match, you know, kind of going back to. What you were saying? We spent too much time on it. <laughs> no, exactly. What you Zach was like, if you this like blah match, this is a blah match. But I guess I take a like like plus on this, and I mean they they might have some excellent storyline where she is fighting 
main eventing at WrestleMania or whatnot. And I really, Alexa Bliss, probably of all the women wrestlers, she's probably one of my favorite. And hopefully she is main eventing at WrestleMania next, next spring. So that's all I got to say. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully this is the end yeah. of this gimmick for her. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the 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 bits run its course. So yeah, let's just move on. Um, all right, so we've got two more matches to discuss. Uh, two straps on the line. So we're gonna talk about those on the other side. We're gonna take our break here. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll talk about those two, and then we'll touch on uh, some uh, trivia and uh, some some highlights from SummerSlam, some memories. So hang tight. We'll be right back. It's Zach again, Podcast Rebellion, to remind you of our lovely sponsors here at the show. If you like New Orleans-inspired cuisine, go see Kelly English and the good folks in Memphis at Second Line or Restaurant Iris for some fantastic food and cocktails. You can also travel down to the coast to Magnolia House in Biloxi at Harris Gulf Coast. Blackjack, craps, slots, southern cooking, cocktails, what's not to like? All three fantastic establishments Part of the Kelly English Restaurant Group. Good food, good people, good cocktails. It can't be beat. That's Second Line, Restaurant Hours in Memphis, and Magnolia House in Biloxi. Speaking of good food, if you're in Oxford, go see Greg and the good folks at LB's Meat Market, the inaugural sponsor of this year's podcast, on University Avenue, across from Kroger. Celebrate with the best protein for your almost grilling needs with Greg and the rest of the folks there. And be sure to tell them that Red Cup sent you for exclusive deals and promotions. Remember, the Philly combo is back for just $10 right now. And you've got your lunch specials 11 to 3.30, Monday through Friday. That's LB's Meat Market on University, across from Kroger. Arby's is full of shit. LB's has the meats. Speaking of Oxford, if you're looking to get some libations going, be sure to check out Wonderbird Spirits, North Mississippi's first distillery. It's a quick little eight-minute drive south of Oxford on Old Taylor Road, and it's the only spot in the Magnolia State for a true grain-to-glass gin experience. The space is fantastic. Chan and the rest of the guys there are doing some fantastic stuff. Uh, go there, get a tour, do a tasting, or you could do both. Inquire about maybe renting it out for a private event, maybe a anniversary, a wedding reception, a rehearsal dinner, something the place is amazing. That's Wonderbird Spirits, North Mississippi's first distillery in Taylor, Mississippi. And be sure to follow them on Instagram for all their latest updates and uh, comings and goings there at Wonderbird. Speaking of libations, if you're in Memphis and you're looking to stock the cooler this year, Old Dominic on South Front Street is your place to go. Just like Wonderbird, you can go there for a tasting, for a tour, or both. And be sure to check out the rooftop bar, which is super awesome. has some great views of downtown Memphis, of the Mississippi River. Uh, you can try their Healing Station High Rye Bourbon, the Memphis Toddy, the Memphis Vodka, or the new Honey Bell Vodka. You can get it all there or at your local package store. So celebrate with that Healing Station bourbon, a very small batch High Rye Bourbon by the folks at Old Dominic. It's a bold classic whiskey with notes of stone fruit, dark cherry, just the right amount of spice and heritage that dates back to 1866. 
You can enjoy it neat or even in your favorite cocktail like an old-fashioned. It's got a mash bill of 52% corn, 44% rye, and 4% malt. Hewling Station stands alone in its category of high-rye bourbons. So you could do that, or you can enjoy a quick taste of Memphis Toddy before the game this weekend, and then you can wind down with that Hewling Station afterwards. So, like we always say, ask your pa- ask, ask your package store where you can find Hewling Station by Old Dominic. And, as always, OD encourages you to share a sip responsibly. And last but certainly not least, if you're in the market for a new vehicle, make it a Clark Ford vehicle. Corey Clark and the rest of the folks in Amory, Mississippi on Highway 25 are committed to finding you a new vehicle today. Be sure to browse their inventory online, request more information about the vehicles, set up a test drive, and inquire about financing all online. If you want to do it a little old school, maybe uh, conversate via telephone, you can give them a call at 662-257-1900 and get in a new Ford today. And we are back here on the Heel Deal Lane is geeked, ready to go. Everybody has uh, reloaded on beverages. Uh, we've got two matches left, and then we've got some trivia, and then we've got some uh, some memory lane stuff to discuss. Uh, first uh, singles match for a strap, WWE United States Championship. Sheamus, the champ, taking on Damian Priest. Um, again, because I'm you know, letting you guys roll with it because you guys are the experts here. I kind of want to go, and I don't know if I'm going to be in the minority here. I'm going to go heel on this pick, I believe. Maybe y'all will agree with me. I think Damian Priest wins this one. Um, I agree. He um, he had a lot of momentum uh, during and after WrestleMania with the whole Bad Bunny thing. And uh, I think they were trying to continue that momentum, and he got hurt. Um, I can't remember exactly what the injury was. I think it was... He had a back injury, uh, so off TV for a while, and I think they are going to try and give him some momentum. And Sheamus has had a very weird uh, title reign. He was doing well. He was kind of doing almost like the John Cena U.S. title open invitational where he was wrestling somebody different every week, and then he got hurt. He he broke like an orbital bone or something like that, so he couldn't do his whole gimmick of wrestling somebody every week. And then now Damian Priest has come back and now wants to challenge for this title. And I just my gut, I think they want to get Damian Priest's momentum back and give him the, the title. This the, the U.S. title has become kind of inconsequential. Like the, typically the Intercontinental title, it used to be you won that and then you won the World Heavyweight title. I don't really mm-hmm. understand what the W or what the U.S. title, what the purpose of it is right now. But anyways, long rambling story short, I think that Damian Priest is going to win. Lane, before you go here, I was going to throw this out there because you guys watch far more wrestling than I do. I feel like Sheamus really thrived in the Thunderdome era. He had a ton of success. It was pretty well received. and I don't even know if you can say it was well received because, you know, there weren't really crowds. Um, I just feel like they just kind of don't know what to do with him right now. And I feel like Matt already alluded to like the bad bunny whole that that whole thing with with Damien. 
I just feel like this is a way for them to reward him for like handling all of that during WrestleMania and like just kind of throwing him a bone. Like, hey, thanks for dealing it's with this. It's kind of always been like that with Shane. It's like, I feel like even the crowd, and Lane, you may agree with me, like, it's like people like Sheamus until he's like put in a main event level and then they're like, oh, I can't stand Sheamus. But once he's kind of like below that tier, everybody's like, oh, yeah, Sheamus, tough guy, good wrestler. No, and like, kind of like thinking back on you guys. I mean, I think, I think Sheamus, especially in this match, I mean, like, kind of what Matt's saying, I, I think Sheamus is a great like U.S. title guy. Um, it's it's one of these things like I, I mean I remember back in the day I mean he he was like the unstoppable beast I mean he, he was a heavyweight champion, great champion or whatnot. But I mean I think right now um, they're they um, the WWE wants Damian Priest on this match, and so I, I want to go Damian Priest on this match. But the thing about Sheamus is he has been um, he's kind of. You know, he, he he thrived during the the Thunderdome era or whatnot, but um, you know, it, again, kind of going back to kind of what Zach has been saying. This is I, honestly, I look at this match, and I, I honestly, I, I think it's kind of a blah match, to be quite quite honestly. So, yeah. I, 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 I got They needed. They, they need. It's not a lot of build up. There's not really a lot of you know storyline yeah. behind this one. Yeah. If this is if we're gonna tie this in because college football is right around the corner. And this is typically a college football podcast, or I guess it's it's a sports podcast where we talk college football. I feel like Sheamus is like the group of five, like darling, that is just like on the outside looking in to where, like Lane was saying, like he's a great U.S. title winner. He is a great U.S. champ. The WWE. (laughs) (laughs) No, because he's won Um, more since like '95. Um, Yeah, maybe he's like Michigan. He won a lot back in the day and can't really do shit now. <laughs> I was going to say he's like there. UCF, like wins a lot of American yeah. titles, ruffles a lot of feathers, but just can't yeah. win the big one. I, I don't know. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, he's he's fine. Like that's Dolph Ziggler. Hey, whoa. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, now. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler is a freaking are we, are we, I love the Zig man, but so we're, all, so we're all going Damien here, right? Uh, yeah, but... Yeah, I mean, not, it doesn't even it doesn't even feel like a quote unquote upset. Yeah. All right. Um last match here. Heart noise. Tag team. Tag team for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship. AJ Styles. Almost. And then Wikipedia here has it as RK Bro, Randy Orton and Riddle. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about that nickname. Um I just think that this is going to go RK bro. Um, I just feel like it's just kind of, there's no substance to AJ Styles and, and almost retaining the title. I feel like there's no, it's just kind of pointless. I think they're, they work well together in, in terms of being in the squared circle. They're, they're very technically sound. They mesh well. Um, I don't know. I just feel like they're just building to where Randy Orton is going to embrace this whole partnership and they're going to give them the benefit of the doubt. and They're going to win this tag team title. I, maybe I'm completely off base here. You guys might just tell me I'm a complete moron, but no, I just feel like that's, that's funny. You said that because looking at the car and just watching the last few weeks, I don't really know where they're going with this. Like, 
it's obvious that at some point almost is going to be on his own and that he's yeah. going to, that AJ Styles is either going to, you know, piss him off or he's just going to, or that's how they turn AJ Styles back face is by almost turning on him and, and brutalizing him. But at some point they're going to break up. And I think everybody knows that, you know, it doesn't take a genius to realize that. Is it now? Is it going to be later? I don't know. But the whole, the whole RK bro thing, I can't tell if, Randy Orton is going to change his personality to accommodate Matt Riddle or if they're going to break up horribly and then feud because the two of them wrestling each other would be great, which is what I kind of think they're leaning towards, which makes me think that uh, AJ Styles and almost are going to win. But I don't know. This one, this is a definitely a flip a coin thing. I don't, the last time I thought that almost was going to turn on AJ Styles and every time I think that it never happens. So uh, I'm gonna go with uh, AJ Styles and Omos here, and I think Ark- I think that uh, Randy Orton and Matt Riddle will feud from here on out. And um, I kind of agree with, with um, Matt on this. I, I really do think AJ Styles and Omos will win this. The, the problem with the, it's it's really funny if you actually look at it because I mean AJ Styles and especially Randy Orton. I mean they they are main eventers, and like I don't like I know that. Vince wants to um, have everybody involved in the show or whatnot. But, I mean, these, these guys, AJ Styles and Randy Orton, like AJ Styles is probably one of the best wrestlers, like probably like top five best wrestlers. Oh, yeah. Or whatnot. And Randy, like retired Randy, guys, all they all they talk and, about is they wish they could have gotten a, yeah. a match with him. And Randy, and, you know, honestly, Randy Orton is kind of in the same relative tier as that. Um, I, would I, say know, he's, yeah. I would say Randy Orton's underrated, even with the title reigns. It, it, it's 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 really interesting. He's like, never listed in yeah. like anybody's top five or anything. Because I mean, the thing with Randy Orton, it's been very interesting, especially with these. Like, I, I know that you know he gets a great paycheck or whatnot, but I mean, Randy Orton with um doing these tag team, you know, you know matches or whatnot. I mean, I, I think it's extremely interesting that he is actually allowing this because I mean, like Randy Orton and AJ Styles should be like main eventing like pay reviews. Um. On the flip side of that, I, imagine, I, I think I think I think Riddle, like he is a, um, he's one of these that if they took Goldberg and Cena off the card or whatnot, I mean Riddle is one of these other guys that is an excellent wrestler. But um, but before I go all real technical like wrestling on everybody, I, I, to keep it simple, I think um, AJ Styles and Alice are going on this to make yeah. it simple for Zach. So yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Card has been run through. Picks are in. Um, I don't know what the odds are on DraftKings, FanDuel, Caesars, all of your sports books, but uh, go ahead and go ahead and fade us and uh, make your money. Um, But uh, here we go. All right. Before we get into memory lane here and uh, run through our. uh, Favorite SummerSlam matches. We're going to run through some trivia. Um, I know when we did WrestleMania, uh, Matt pretty much damn near did a clean sweep. So, Lane, you've got a chance to redeem yourself here. Yeah, I got to be pretty bad. Yeah. All right. Here we I go. I can't tell if like, I, may, I looked good at that moment or if I looked bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Question. Question one. Where did the inaugural SummerSlam take place in 1988? Qu- uh, the choices are Madison Square Garden, 
Staples Center, Ocean Center in Daytona Beach, Florida, or Arizona Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Phoenix? I'll go first. Uh, I'll just go um, just because, you know, the big territory of uh, WWF, WWE has traditionally been New York. I will go in Madison Square Garden. Go with the Mecca. All right. Yep. All right. I want to go against Matt. I want to go um, Florida. They tell you. Damn bitch. Yeah. It was A, the Mecca, Madison Square Garden. I feel like that was kind of a layup lane. Come on, um, <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not here to agree with people. Like I, I want to like, get the answers. Yeah, no, no disrespect. All right, so from here on out, we're gonna we're gonna flop. We're gonna flip flop answering first because I feel like that's why you got screwed last time because you didn't want to you didn't want to agree with me. No, I'm not. Yeah. yeah. All right, all right, all right. So Lane, you'll guess first here. All right, number two, which superstar defeated The Rock at SummerSlam 2002? To become the new undisputed WWE champion, Brock Lesnar, Shawn Michaels, Test, or Triple H? Oh, I'd say Triple H. It was uh, Brock Lesnar. It was his first title, yeah. right? It was Brock Lesnar. He. Uh, this was pre-chest tat. Uh, he looks very young in the picture. Yeah, I think he was Matt only. Look, I think he was only twenty. Matt looked confident. Matt looked confident on that one. He was fresh out of the uh, Golden Gopher uh, wrestling mat there. All yeah. right, number three. I wish I could see the picture that's behind this question. It's very weird. Uh, SummerSlam, nineteen ninety four, saw an Undertaker versus Undertaker match. This is my who favorite played SummerSlam the, ever, by the way. Who played the Dead Man's doppelganger? Was it Brian Lee, Kane? Kevin Nash or Raja Lyon? What did you say the first one was? Brian Lee. All right, yeah, it was Brian Lee. Lane? Can you repeat the question? Who was the Undertaker's doppelganger in 94 SummerSlam when it was Undertaker versus Undertaker? Was it Brian Lee, Kane, Kevin Nash, or Raja Lyon? I want to say, want to say D. Raja Lyon? Yeah. All right, you would be incorrect. It was Brian Lee. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna screenshot both pictures here and send so, them to y'all. In retrospect, like I cannot believe anybody over the age of ten respected that storyline. Because going back and looking at it now, those two guys don't look anything alike. And back in the day, I literally thought they were both the Undertaker. All right, so I sent y'all the first picture. Now you can see the second picture where they don't look anything alike. Yeah. All right, question four. (laughs) Don't Give Up by Kevin Rudolph was the official theme song for SummerSlam during which year? 2012, 2013, 2014, or 2015? I have no idea who this person is. Uh, Lane, this is you. Um, I'm going to say um, 2012, I guess. I don't, I don't All right, know. Matt. All right, I hate to do this to you. What were the choices again? 
12, 13, 14, or 15? I'll go 12 because the whole that person and that song sound awful, and that was kind of around the time when it was awful in WWE. So I'll go 2012. Yeah. All right. So Lane is on the board. Matt gets it right as well, but Lane is 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 in here now. Um, What's up, Lane? So we've got so we got Matt with three. Troy, what? Troy, baby. All right, number Anybody? five. Sorry. Besides London, name the only other city to host SummerSlam outside the United States: right, Glasgow, good. Scotland, yeah. Sydney, Australia, Toronto, Canada, or Dublin, Ireland. Uh, I will go uh, north of the border and say uh, Toronto. I want to go Toronto too. I need this one. So, all right, both of you guys nailed it. Toronto's a big wrestling city. Gonna send a screenshot because it's too good not to share. Um, that seems like a layup too because of uh, the affinity that uh, both of you guys have for the person in the screenshot. All right, number six. Perfect. Here we go. True or false? Triple H has competed at SummerSlam the most times with a total of 13 matches. That's you, Lane, I think. Right? I'm gonna this go is false. I'm going to go false. All right, Matt. I'll go false. All right, both of you. That's three in a row. Both of y'all take it. False. The Undertaker holds the record with 16 matches. Oh, wow. I was Yeah, yeah that makes sense. All right, number seven. The first WWE title change to take place at SummerSlam occurred in 1997 when Bret Hart defeated which superstar? Randy Macho Man Savage, The Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, or Owen Hart? Matt, Matt, this is you. Oh, it was Undertaker, 100%. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's Taker. <laughs> yep. I don't know why I said 100% before, yeah. I, before the, you answer. The dead man goes down. Um, it was the Undertaker. The tagline for that SummerSlam was called Heart and Soul. And <laughs> the referee for that match was uh, Shawn Michaels, who was in a blood grudge with Bret Hart at the time. Bret Hart hocked a loogie in uh, Shawn Michaels' face, and Shawn Michaels went to hit Bret Hart in the in the head with the chair, hit the Undertaker. Bret Hart covers him. Shawn's forced to do one, two, three. Bret Hart's five-time champ. And if anybody, if anybody ever wants anybody any listener ever wants to watch a great um great match right there, you need to watch that match. Yeah. Watch bonus that. bonus question: Did Shawn Michaels' officials shirt have sleeves? No, absolutely not. Never. Yeah, they never do. Yeah, um, it's a, it's actually amazing that he wore pants. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Question eight: When Seth Rollins faced John Cena at SummerSlam 2015. They competed for the WWE title and which other title? Intercontinental, United States, World Heavyweight, or none of the above? None of the above is the curveball. Lane, do you remember this match? I almost this was almost one of my top three. I want to you're going first here. I'm going um I'm either going Intercontinental or U.S. Um, well, you got to pick one. I'm going to go um, 
I'm looking outside my door right now, and I see the U.S. flag. I want to get a U.S. on this. <laughs> it was the United is, States is, title. Is that wrong? Is that wrong? No, it was the United no, States title. Right. Yeah. We're on a roll here. All right. We're on a roll here with everyone getting it right. All right. Question number nine. At the inaugural SummerSlam, Miss Elizabeth removed this article of clothing to distract the referee. Her hat. I don't even need a choice. Her skirt or her sunglasses. It was her skirt and the referee was Jesse Ventura. Oh, the body. The governor. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. And honestly, to be, I guess I'm going to have to back to try to beat um, Matt on this. I want to go skirt. I, I don't, I don't, I really don't know. The only reason I know this is because my sons are huge Hulk Hogan and Macho Man fans. And of course, I found the one match that they're teammates. And uh, the first thing that happens, I tell my wife, oh, it's the 80s. Nothing bad is going to happen. Yeah. Miss Elizabeth rips her skirt off. Wrestling yeah. ruined for all the Howard boys. She had some undies on, so it was all right. It was PG-13, but yes, that is correct. Skirt removed to distract the referee. All right, question number 10. Oh, this is super early 2000s with this backdrop. At SummerSlam we'll 2004, we'll Let's go. which superstar became the youngest world heavyweight champion ever? Oh, at oh Zach, don't even ask that question. Yeah, Come this on. is a throwout. This is an easy question. Is it, is it Batista, Brock Lesnar, Edge, or Randy Orton? That's our boy. Is, is, it, my, is it my turn? Or is who cares? It, you know who it is. Yeah, I mean, RKO, the freaking You good. know, Slytherin. Is yeah. there at all Come times? On, out of nowhere. This is WWE. Uh, this is not me. This is their yeah. trivia. All right, number 11. Oh, this is a throwback. Alundra Blaze retained her WWE Women's Championship at SummerSlam 94 against this woman. Her fabulous Moolah, Wendy Ricker, Luna Vachon, or Bull Nakano. Is it me? Yeah, 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 yeah I see it. Bull Nakano. I want to have to piggyback just to try to win. I want to piggyback. I gotta. This is another one. I gotta take a screenshot of this because the hair and Bull Nakano was an intimidating person. She had like vein painting on her face and her hair. Her hair stood straight up on her forehead. She looked like a uh, extra from Hocus Pocus. She was a big uh, Japanese wrestler. She was legit. I'm All pretty right. sure she could beat up the three of us. <laughs> Number 12, former UFC women's champion Ronda Rousey and the four horsemen of MMA looked on from ringside at which year's SummerSlam? 2011, 2012, 2013, or 2014? This one feels like a gimme. I mean... It is. It makes the. It makes more sense for the um, the latter. So I want to say yeah. um, probably 2014 on this one. I might be All wrong. Right, but yeah, yeah. You said it was them sitting ringside. Yeah. Hmm. It seems like the latter on this. Yeah. What were the choices again? Oh man, I feel like I was trying 11. to make a clean sweep. 11, 12, 13, or 14? I'll go 14. All right. It is 2014. Whew. I feel like that just made the most sense because MMA's been big 
it yeah. wasn't really that big. Yeah, I and guess it was, but yeah, twenty fourteen made made the most sense. And she didn't start wrestling right. until eighteen, so that makes sense too. Yeah. All right, number thirteen. True or false? Alberto Del Rio is the only superstar to compete in the opening and closing matches at SummerSlam in two thousand eleven. Hmm. Lane, this is you, right? No, this is me. Yeah, that's you. Shoot. I know this is the uh, SummerSlam where he came out and cashed in on CM Punk yeah. after after he beat Cena, but I don't know if he wrestled first. I'll say true, just because I know he was he closed it out. I, I want right. to go true. Lane? I want to go true. All right. Alberto El Patron. It is true. Damn, yeah. All right. 14. How many questions are there? I believe 20. Okay. We're almost done. At SummerSlam 2005, which superstar had $100 bills with his face on them rain down on the audience during his entrance? Alberto Del Rio, Eddie Guerrero, JBL, or Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase? I have this. Um, this is another one of these that I have on DVD or whatnot, but I'm going to strongly say that it is JBL. Yeah, at that time, DiBiase was done, um, and yeah. this person essentially took their his gimmick, and that's JBL. Mm-hmm. That is correct, Mr. Bradshaw. Um, rained Benjamins down from the rafters. All right. Which superstar said just prior to his tag team bout at SummerSlam 2009, quote, you girls want a war, you got a war. Chris Jericho, Cody Rhodes, JTG, or Triple H? What was it called again? Matt, Matt, Matt. I think Matt, Matt, that's yours, I think. The quote is... You girls want a war, you got a war. And it was all guys in the choices? Chris Jericho, Cody Rhodes, JTG, or Triple H? Uh, oh, God. Hmm. I guess, who, who who's the match again? So it was just a super a, a WWE superstar said this just prior to his tag team bout at SummerSlam 2009. Triple H, Lane. Um. So I, I mean, I have to go against probably Triple H on this one. So. <laughs> So, 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 that's what y'all always do. Y'all hate y'all hate Triple H. No, Triple H. If anybody's listening right now, I'm telling you right now, Triple H is the most overrated wrestler of all time. But <laughs> um, Triple H is not yeah, a very good in-ring yeah. wrestler. His gimmicks are terrible. And um, oh, honestly, I honestly, I don't, honestly, I don't want to know even the other people like that we were actually talking about. I'm just gonna go. I'm, I'm, my 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 answer is everybody except Triple H. So. <laughs> I'm pretty okay. sure it's Triple H. Yeah, it is Triple H. <laughs> yeah, just based off um, the opponents. Yeah. 
it's, I w- and I will say Triple H is not very um, considerate with the times here. If he's going to keep doing his bit of spitting water all over the yeah, crowd, I mean, he, yeah, I'm so ready for that to come back. I mean, he, he is he he Triple H is COVID. Like he just walks around and like spit on people. Like he, he is the he's he's the coronavirus bat, or he might have been in Triple the, H is trying to get us to herd immunity. Or he he, he might have been in the the China lab or whatnot. He might have been the, actually the was that a China know, joke, like a, a no, Jenny Lore? No, no. oh that's that, that was what sneaky. a lame. What yeah, a double entendre. You didn't even, even know it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we've been building towards this. We are at the end of our show here. I know you guys have been uh, beefing off the uh, offline here with your uh, your top matches. Um, all right, so you guys have decided we're going to go rapid fire, but we're going to ping pong it back and forth. Are we doing top three favorite matches? So, yeah, top three favorite matches. Not necessarily best SummerSlam matches because, you know, you can just get online and do that. But I guess to, I guess our three favorites. Lane, you want to kick it off? Yeah, I mean, honestly, if, if anybody's ever – I mean, I'm, I'm a Memphis, Tennessee homer, but I think it kind of started off um, – I think the one of my favorite um, SummerSlam matches is um, – is Lawler versus Bret Hart at 93 SummerSlam. He brings out um, Doink the Clown because he is out on crutches or whatnot. And he gets him to um, try to fight Bret Hart. Bret Hart completely, like, pretty, pretty much just beats the crap out of the guy. And basically, long story short, um, Lawler, the king, the king of Memphis, because in Memphis – we're all family. We, we we love each other. We're brotherhood. But Jerry the King Lawler, Brett 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 the Hitman Hart, freaking just puts him in a freaking um you know just it's a been great, sharpshooter sharpshooter just great submission move or whatnot. And we'll he won't let go. go. And so what what happens is that he won't let go. So the refs actually reward it to the best wrestler of all time. Yeah, because Lawler taps out. Well, Jerry the King, and they, and Jerry the King well, you know, he, he tapped out, but Jerry the King Lawler won the match. Yeah, he did. He won the match. So I think that's one of my favorite SummerSlam moments. And of course, like we can go to the artistry, we can go to the Dave Nussler, you know, you know, <laughs> the top ten or whatnot. But I, I honestly think that the King at ninety three, SummerSlam, Bret Hart, he comes out on crutches, gets gets on um, doing the Clinton go out there, but I'm telling you right now, that is one of the best um, Star Slams ever all time, time. Matt, you can take it away. So, my first match is Bret Hart versus his brother Owen Hart, SummerSlam 94, in a steel cage match. Cage so, match. Earlier in the year, they have one of the best, they have the best opening match in WrestleMania history and maybe probably a top 10 match in WrestleMania history. They feud all summer. You know, back in the day, this is before you know, the internet, this is before we all know what's going on. Back then, you legitimately think that Bret Hart and Owen Hart hate each other. And so, they feud all summer, and then they get in a steel cage, one of the best cage matches of all time. Outside of the ring, you have Bret and Owen's entire family in, in the front three rows. You've got, the British, you've got the British Bulldog. You've got all of Bret and Owen's brothers. You've got Bret and Owen's mom all sitting there at ringside watching. It's an over 30-minute match. Brett wins a tough one by climbing over the cage and drops to the ground. 
And then Jim the Anvil Nyhart jumps over the railing, throws Brett back in the ring, and him and Owen beat the crap out of him while the rest of the Hart family tries to get in and intervene. At, at that time, you just can't beat it because Owen Hart, we, you know, we find out years later that everyone in the backstage loved him. He was one of the best guys ever, but he was one of the best bad guys ever. And at that time, Bret Hart could not be beat as a good guy. So you've got the best bad guy versus the best good guy in a cage match while their entire family is all fighting each other. There was nothing bigger than that back then. And, of course, Bret Hart winning just made it all the, all the more sweeter. So that was, that was for me, that was, when I was younger, that was my favorite match of all time. Well, the, I was going to, just real quick to kind of throw some, some seasoning on this. Uh, I mean, that, that had been building for like a year. Oh yeah, it started at Survivor Series the year before with Bret Hart having a team facing Shawn Michaels and his team. And the only member of the Hart team that was eliminated was Owen and he blamed it on Bret. And they ended up teaming up with each other at the following Royal Rumble. Again, they lost the match. Owen Hart blames Bret. Bret Bret refuses to fight Owen in a singles match. Owen wants to fight him to prove himself. And finally, it culminates at at WrestleMania with Owen getting the huge underdog win, which essentially makes Owen as a main event guy, which, again, like I said, back then, no internet, so you don't know what's going on. Brett intentionally wanted to lose to Owen to make him a guy, which that just tells you, you know, anyone that has a brother knows you want what's best for him. And Brett, you know, wanted to make Owen a made man. And it, it was, once you hear that story, and then combined with the great wrestling that they both put on, it's just, Everything is perfect. is is awesome. All right, Lane, what you got? So I think the the best if if anybody is listening, if you just want to get into wrestling or you want to get your kids in wrestling, I think another great great um SummerSlam match is the 2011 SummerSlam when Cena and and um and CM Punk fought. CM Punk is about to come back, but um, but needless to say, that match was one of these that we would probably look back on probably years from now, and now we obviously look back on it. And, like it, Great it, match. It, it was just a great match. Um, they had a great match at um, Money in the Bank, and um, but this this match is just, it's just one of these is it's kind of you know especially with Cena kind of. Kind of falling out of the picture now with you know acting or whatnot. It, it's one of these that um, you kind of look at, and it, it, it was just a great match. It was it for uh, honestly, know, it, I think it kind of made people like Cena more because at the time everybody accused Cena of just you know burying people and always having to win matches. Yeah, and he puts he put Punk over in two consecutive matches. I, I think it, it endeared yeah. Cena to wrestling fans. No, and the thing about this match was so cool is that it was a champion versus championship match because, um, you know, Punk came back out of nowhere. He had the title on him, so it was a champion versus champion match. Heck of a match in the ring. Great technicality in it. And and unfortunately, um, Cena did not win this match, but um, CM Punk did. So, um, but... Again, like if anybody that is, you know, again, a casual wrestling fan or just doesn't, if they want to get into wrestling or whatnot, this is, that was, that, that's one of these matches that you definitely want to look at. And you go on a Peacock and 
Unfortunately, we don't have the WWE Network anymore, but we have Peacock. And so you can watch that match, and then after that, you can jump on and watch Park and Recreations in the office or something like that. So. All right, um, Matt. So my second match is 2002 SummerSlam, Triple H versus Shawn Michaels unsanctioned match. So prior to this match, Shawn Michaels well, had un- not – Unsanctioned street fight. Unsanctioned street fight. So – Prior to this match, Shawn Michaels had not wrestled in five years due to lower back problems, which may or may not have been other issues, but he did not wrestle in a match. <laughs> this, Yeah, Shawn Michaels basically, him his back issues is the same thing as Michael Jordan playing baseball. Also, also uh, he wrestled in jeans, which is amazing. Yeah, so this guy, so anyways, so Triple H, Shawn Michaels, earlier in the summer, we all get teased that DX is rejoining, and I don't. If you're a child of the '90s, DX, DX and NWO were the two coolest things ever. So you think, yeah, DX is getting back together. You tune in to Raw. Holy shit! Triple H, Shawn Michaels getting back together. Triple H pedigrees his face to the mat. So now they are blood rivals, and then it all culminates in this unsanctioned match. And it's considered unsanctioned because WWE is still playing up the storyline of his back being just, you know, beyond repair. So they're not going to sanction this match. Whatever happens, happens. It's up to it's Shawn Michaels' fault. So anyways, they build it up as Triple H is just going to dominate Shawn Michaels. And Shawn Michaels comes out and looks like he had never missed a beat. Puts on a perfect match. Looks great. Triple H looks great. Ends with Shawn Michaels winning with a roll-up. Perfect match. Matter of minutes, it was quick. No, I think it was no. It was actually a pretty long match. Both guys, yeah, both guys got busted open. Shawn Michaels jumps off the turnbuckle through through Triple H through a through a table. I feel like it wasn't as long as I would have thought. Like that heavyweight match would be. Yeah, I mean, for considering he was, you know, storyline coming off the back injury, it was pretty long. And then, of course, Triple H being the awful villain that he is, loses the match and then hits uh, Shawn Michaels square in the back with the sledgehammer, just solidifying how evil he is. And then that builds into the feud for the rest of that year. Great match. All right, let me look it up. All right. Okay, 27 minutes, 20 seconds. Okay. Yeah, I I guess it was decently long. Yeah, okay, never mind. For some reason, I felt like it was like a 10-minute match. Uh, Vince, Vince loves both those guys. He was definitely giving them the, ma- the the main stage for a while. All right, Lane, what you got? So my last one is um, – this is probably one of my, my favorite SummerSlam matches is um, to not really get uh, really emotional about it. This is a match that happened probably less than 30 days from 9-11. But this is a match that happened um, the 2001 um, SummerSlam. This is this is the rat, the Texas Rattlesnake versus um, Stone Cold Steve Al- or the Rattlesnake versus um, Kurt Angle. And, um, this is this is a match that I, I really match. great, that, great match. What a this, this is probably one kiss. of the best matches that like it, I mean this is like literally in the heartbeat of the Attitude Era. They beat the hell like out of each this, other. This, this they, is like a beat, top they, ten they, match all time. They they beat the crap out of each other, and this is this is one of these matches that is, again, like somebody that's listening right now. If they 
you know, if you want your kids really involved in the kids, like this, any, it, like if, if you want to get involved in to really love and wrestling or not, this is, this is one of the best matches I think of. This is probably one of my favorite matches. And, um, you know, this is, this is a match that, you know, Kurt Angle. And, and they've been feeding all summer too. Like Angle you know, been yeah, chasing that yeah. title all summer yeah. and, and he kept getting screwed out of it. And he, yeah. he actually ends up getting screwed out of it in this match too. Yeah, and you know, the, basically they were fighting at the time. They were fighting for the affection of um, old Vince McMahon or whatnot. And again, like this, this is the match. I mean, this is a technical, you know, just a. Oh, it's a, know, it's a brawl. It is freaking awesome because I mean, for you know, again, anybody is listening on it. Kurt Angle is a gold medalist Olympic winner, and Matt. I mean, how awesome is that? I mean, Lane, I have a cameo of uh, Kurt Angle talking to me. So you know how much I like Kurt Angle. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to sell it to you because, like, Kurt Angle, I, like, we, oh, we it's a great match. It's a great match. Honestly, if Angle, if they had given Angle the clean win, it probably would have, like, yeah. catapulted it, it to a top it, five SummerSlam match. It's, it's really funny. We, we, me, me and Clinton were actually watching this match, like, earlier today. And, um, and Clinton like Clinton was like, he didn't win it right, and I was like, no, he didn't exactly. win it right. But, you know, it's just he won it off the DQ. Yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous. But again, I think this is the best SummerSlam match, even though it's not really like a headliner match or whatnot. So again, that 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 is my favorite, probably SummerSlam match. I think before I get cut off by Zach, even though Zach, I think he's like on his like phone right now, but um. But we need to give a little bit of praise to um, the women's division because the women's division has actually, again, like it's 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 so much better now, and it's honestly probably better than the men's division now. And um, I think the Trish Stratus and Charlotte Flair match in 2019 is something that we also that that's that's my own mention because I, I think that was excellent. Yeah, that was great too because both both uh both of them wanted that match. Charlotte wanted to go against the old regime and Trish, you know, still had it and that was a good match. All right, so my number three top favorite match of SummerSlam. My first two were pretty old, 94 and 02. So fast forward to somewhat recent. My uh, last one was AJ Styles versus John Cena. And I think, again, you know, we talked that, about. That was an excellent match, dude. We that talked about nice. Cena losing to Punk. And at anytime somebody like that, like Cena, who, you know, he's he's a top five guy. Anytime he's, 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 he's a top one guy. He does for he does for me, and I think for most wrestlers, or excuse me, it does for most wrestling fans. He does more when he loses than when he wins. And AJ Styles, you mentioned it earlier in the podcast that AJ Styles is a top five wrestler in the entire world, so he doesn't need Cena losing to him to make him better. But just the combination of how good AJ Styles is in the ring. How good Cena is at selling like emotion and story during a match, and then the fact that Cena, you know, you know, we know that they, they talk about who's going to win beforehand. Cena puts AJ Styles over and lets him win on this one. Just makes it. And at the time, you know, Cena at this point, actually probably at this time at sixteen or before, 
Cena can lose every match again for the rest of his career, and he's still going to be one of the best of all time. He's at that stats. It doesn't matter what he does. But him losing puts AJ Styles on the map with guys who don't know about his TNA stint, his Japan stint. And it makes AJ Styles look incredible. During the match, John Cena, so John Cena's finishing move, the attitude adjustment, nobody ever kicks out of. So not only does AJ well, Styles... It, it, used to, it used to be called the FU. It did, it did. It was called the yeah, FU. And his mission move was called STFU. Yeah. So not only does he kick out of John Cena's finishing move multiple times, John Cena does his super attitude adjustment off the top rope. AJ Styles kicks out of it. And I can tell you, as a full-grown adult, that is one of the few times in the last 10 years that a wrestling match I have jumped up and audibly gasped. I could not believe it. When he kicked out of the super attitude adjustment, it, it made that for me. And then he ultimately wins. It wasn't even for a title. It was just all out of like just showing how good these two guys are. I think that is one of the best matches of all time. Summer, it's not just my favorite. I would argue that that's one of the top five SummerSlam matches of all time. All right, so we've all got our our tops out there, right? And I will say, I did come up with an honorable mention just because there is a lot of matches in SummerSlam history. Razor Ramon versus Diesel in 94 was awesome. You had Walter Payton come in as a special enforcer and make sure and help Razor Ramon win. Yeah, win I, I could, honestly, I could Walter Payton in Chicago helps Razor Ramon beat Diesel for the Intercontinental Championship. You really can't beat that. Mankind versus Triple H in 97. Mankind had been a horrible heel up until this point, and he, he alluded to the fact that he loved Jimmy Snuka, and him being a wrestling fan was connected to Jimmy Snuka jumping off a cage in Madison Square Garden. And then Mankind has his chance, jumps off the top of the cage to beat Triple H uh, in, in the middle of the ring at SummerSlam. Brett versus Taker, we talked about that earlier. Uh, Test versus Shane in 1999. This is back when... Uh, Tess was trying to win the love of, of Stephanie McMahon, and Shane did not no, like it. Yeah, no, no, this, this is one of my – It is incredible. It's such a great match. Tess beats him, and Shane shakes his hand after the match. You know, it just made it. Uh, Angle versus Mysterio. Rey Mysterio, first, first pay-per-view match ever in the WWE against Kurt Angle, two of the arguably the greatest wrestlers of all time. Angle ends up winning. No. A thousand percent. And I think it was a great little prelude. It was almost kind of like a, hey, you know what? You're here, but you're not quite there. And Angle beats him. Um, Mysterio, okay, we talked about this earlier. I said we would talk about Dominic Guerrero again. Um, Got Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. They had just broken up as tag team partners earlier in the year. Eddie Guerrero becomes a horrible heel and, and tells Rey Mysterio that he is actually the father of his son, Dominic. And they have yeah, a ladder match. And that, that, that is one of the most, like, I think that probably one of the best. I had a very hard time not putting that in my top three. So, above the ring, you know, typically it's a championship belt. Above the ring, they have to climb the ladder and grab custody papers for, for Dominic Mysterio. That is what WWE wrestling is all not about. Only, so, not only is that, that is like, match... That is like a studio Memphis studio wrestling like one on one. Not only is that match already great, but it becomes greater in urban myth because you have a spot in the match where Eddie Guerrero climbs the climbs the ladder, goes to grab the hook where the contract is hiding, and his wife in real life, 
Vicky Guerrero is supposed to come run out and move the ladder, and she never comes. She misses her cue, and Eddie Guerrero, hanging by this this hook, obviously has to drop off of it at some point because either his shoulders are going to rip off or everybody in the crowd is going to say, what are you doing? Let's go to the hook, lands on his leg, and essentially breaks his leg because his wife missed a cue, and he starts pounding on the ground. Where the fuck is she? Okay. <laughs> well, it, has, it has nothing to do with this match. It has to do with Eddie Guerrero's cannot handle his anger, <laughs> and so it's, the, it's picked up on microphones. Vicky Guerrero does have a podcast now, so if anybody really wants to, oh, hear her, like he does have a podcast. So, anyways, Vicky Guerrero finally comes out and does what she does. Rey Mysterio wins the match. It's a great match. Uh, and, then, <laughs> and then you've got uh, one of my personal favorites, Angle versus Eugene. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dive too God. far into the Eugene character because at this point it is very not PC. No, it's very offensive. It's very offensive, but that's not why it's good. It's good because Kurt Angle, up until maybe a year before this match, was kind of seen as yeah, he's a great athlete, but he's kind of you know kind of a jokey jokey guy. This character, Eugene, steals Kurt Angle's gold medal, and Kurt Angle proceeds what? in this match hey, to, to hey, beat the – go ahead. Hey, go man, ahead. You, you did not share that he won the gold medal with a freaking broken neck, though. It's actually a broken freaking neck. It's a broken freaking neck. This is exactly what it is. So anyways, so hey, Eugene, Zach, you hear that? Eugene steals his gold medals, <laughs> and then Kurt Angle proceeds to beat the shit out of this guy for 10 minutes – Gets his and, and after the match, rather than just going down and grabbing his medals, goes out, grabs a steel chair, puts it in the middle of the ring, stands on it like it's an Olympic uh, podium, and makes the ref put it on his neck like it's the Olympics. It's the best thing I've ever seen. Match was not good. After the match, awesome. Yeah. All right, last honorable mention. We, we talked about him earlier. We talked about Alexa Bliss and how she was tied to him. But two years ago when The Fiend debuted against Finn Balor, and he made his entrance. I've never seen people my age, and even myself included, stare at the screen with their mouth wide open. I've never seen anything like it. Like Lane said, I can't believe that they creatively blew this. Like they 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 ruined this guy. It, it's it's just amazing. It's I mean, literally the coolest song theme song. It's literally the coolest character. It's the coolest appearance, and they I blew mean, it. He he. he Ray Wyatt, what with his character, like he was the taker of our air. Like I really do think that. Yeah, he's, I mean he's, he's, he's terrifying. My yeah. my my middle child. If I turn the song on in the truck, he he screams, "Please turn it off!" Please. I mean he is he literally the guy. The guy did what he wanted to do with this character. He wanted to scare people, and it worked. And he was cool. It wasn't corny. And when he debuted a few years ago at SummerSlam and beat Finn Balor in like ten minutes. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. All right, I don't. There's no way to top that. Yeah. Pretty impressive list. I'm going to throw out a couple here as we close that uh, we hadn't touched on that I thought needed to be mentioned. Um, little throwback here for the older folks: Bret Hart, Davy Boy, '92. Oh, yeah, that's one of the goats. That's probably the goat intercontinental uh, match. I mean, Wembley Stadium. Um, I mean, Davy Boy defeating his brother-in-law. Intercontinental match. Closed the show that year. 
Um, and just British Bulldog's wife is Bret Hart's sister, who's seeing it ringside, yeah. just to add to the drama. And I mean, I, just like a technical masterpiece. I want to, I want everybody, all the listeners, to know that Natty will not be attending this SummerSlam. Okay. <laughs> um, Matt, her, you, her ankle got dew dropped. Uh, another one, um, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, 95. I mean, Shawn Michaels off the ladder. Ladder match part um, two. He got his win back. The, I mean, the hype was through the roof of the building. Um, both beloved wrestlers. I mean, just a ton of buzz about this one. Shawn, super kick off the ladder to retain the title. That was fun. Um, yeah, a little more recent, uh, 2017 Brock versus Braun or Samoa Joe versus yeah, Roman that, Reigns. That, 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 that was probably one of like one of the, one, one of the better. It was good. It was good. I if mean, it, the inevitability of Brock's wins at that time was kind of annoying. I, I, Lane, I even remember yeah. that time you were so annoyed with Brock just cause he just won everything. No, it, it, it makes you mad. That the match was good because it. you thought he might lose. And well, yeah, cause you had. I was going to say, you had like the four-way... Samoa Joe was on fire um, back then. It's Samoa Yeah, I mean, yeah. Universal Championship on the line. Um, the Beast... I think that was actually catches a for with him an to, lose, to, win that, to win that match. Yeah, I mean, he catches him with an F5, wins. Everybody was, you know, at that point, he was like the heel of all heels. Everyone was pissed. Um, he started the other one that I was pot keyed on that. It was like, I don't hate you because you're a bad guy. I hate you because I hate you. Yeah. Um, cause you're annoying. Here's one that I thought would have been mentioned, but maybe not because of the affinity for, for, uh, you can't see me, but AJ styles, John Cena, 2016. That was mine. Yeah. 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 yeah Did you have that one? Okay. Yeah. That was the one I was talking about. Yeah. No, that's great. That's one of the best the matches phenomenal, I've seen. Yeah. The phenomenal forearm gets him. Um, I mean, yeah, I remember watching that live that night and just being like, "This is this this is one of the best matches I've seen." It's John John Cena is not the most talented person in the ring, but uh, like AJ Styles is probably one of the most talented person in the ring. But like, like yeah, I said, John Cena to me is always at his best when he's losing. Yeah, I mean, like he, he's not the most athletic person, but that that match, like, I mean, it's just. I mean, it's, it's just like theater. I mean, it's like watching it, it. It really is. Yeah. Last one here. Uh, 2000 TLC match. Hardy's, Dudley's, Edge, yeah. and Christian. TLC won. That was the very first one. I was shocked that, Lane, you didn't pick this because you've talked about how much you like this match. No. It was wild. I, I, I faded on it a little bit because, like, I, I wanted – the best the of reason, them. The reason why I faded on it is because I wanted to bring in some local flavor with the, the King in 93. Yeah. And so I kind of faded on that. But that, that match is when, – whenever you get, like, a TLC match at, a, like, any, like, pay-per-view or whatnot, it's, it's – th- those are the matches that I love because those guys that go into the was, matches, they hate honestly, it. Honestly, I hate that that, that that match actually gets kind of lost in time because – the TLC at WrestleMania 17 ended up being, you know, the big one. But that a lot of people actually think that the first one is the best one. Well, this but one was that, was that, that, wild. that TLC match is the heart of the attitude. I mean, it's 
Yeah, you said it exactly. That was like that. That just yeah. That was the prime attitude era because, like nowadays, these wrestlers they don't. Nobody likes to do TLC matches anymore. No, no one wants to do that stuff. Yeah, even like with the Money in the Bank or whatnot. I mean, I guarantee all are like. You know, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts doing yeah, this work. I can't imagine falling off of a ladder through a table. Yeah. Yeah, this one was was pretty crazy because I think everybody kind of thought that um, the Hardys would win being in their hometown. Didn't in North Ed, Carolina. Ed that one? Yeah, Edge and Christian. Yeah, they were uh, uh, they were like a major heel team back then. They just kind of always annoyingly won. They won the one at seventeen too at WrestleMania seventeen. I mean, all three teams just kind of beat the shit out of each other for the entire match, and then uh, Edge and Christian uh, pull it out at the end. But, yeah, I mean, um, that one was just incredibly entertaining from start to finish. And, yeah, I mean, you don't you don't get many of those like anymore. That was, the first, that was the first thing. Like, you went from having, like you said, the Shawn Michaels-Razor Ramon two ladder matches to – this insane asylum match where people are like they said using chairs tables I mean, it was there was nothing like it yeah it was like watching a wrestling snuff film all right just an absolute tour de force there this concludes our summer slam 2021 preview um covered a <laughs> covered a lot of ground if you hung with us until the end we appreciate you hanging in here. Next, we've got NS- NXT TakeOver 36 in Orlando, Florida, uh, Capital Wrestling Center. Uh, I mean, after that, you've got Extreme Rules. I mean, when's when, what do you guys – when's the next big one? So, uh, Survivor Series. Right. So. Okay. So, we'll we'll be back for Survivor Series. Yeah, remember. And uh, honestly, be... the, 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 the next big one is Royal Rumble. Yeah. Well, no. I, I mean, Survivor say, Series. Yeah, Typically, I would agree with you. Yeah, because uh, I would say Money in the Bank is kind of replaced SummerSlam as like the fourth major one. But uh, this year's Survivor Series, uh, they've hyped it up already as The Rock's 25th anniversary, and to even uh, you get, know. for him to even come back for 10 minutes is a big deal for them. So if they're already knowingly hyping him up as as coming, it's going to be a big one. And it's it's yeah, I mean, tying to just about everything we talked about tonight with. Cena and Roman Reigns. I thought I thought for sure they'd do it in Miami, but it's in Brooklyn. I thought they'd do it in Miami for the Rock. Brooklyn on the de facto like replacement for Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden apparently charges insane rent or whatever. So they do everything that yeah, is now. Set the bar yeah. set the Barclays. Yeah. Jay Z will probably be there. Barclays. Um, <laughs> hopefully and, yeah, but, and, uh, and Kyrie Irving is not there. Justin Timberlake will probably be there too, Zach. He could be. Yeah. I kind of hope. Um, Who can say? <laughs> I kind of hope uh, James Harden and Lil Baby are just like walking around like deer in headlights like they did in Europe. Mm-hmm. Well, I guarantee you Bad Bunny will be there. Bad Bunny? Are you, are you, I hope are, not. Are you talking about an undefeated Bad Bunny? I mean, Bad Bunny is undefeated. So, I mean, are like, you talking about the Latin Goldberg? Yeah. I mean, he, he, <laughs> oh God. You better go show right. on. You better go show on. This dude. is uh, yeah. Yeah. this is as good a place to stop as any. <laughs> um, that. Um, but yeah, thank y'all for tuning in. We'll be back for Survivor Series. I, I was joking with the NXT Takeover and uh, Extreme Rules uh, drop there. We won't be we won't be touching on that. We'll be sticking to the big ones. 
Survivor Series back in November. So it'll be kind of at the end of college football regular season. I will be back. We'll talk Survivor Series. But again, thank you all for listening. Thanks for hanging in there. Um, Appreciate Lane. Appreciate Matt for jumping on again. This has been fun. The Heel Deal will be back for Survivor Series. Thank you to uh, LB's Meat Market, Transamerica Insurance, Davis McCord State Farm for sponsoring the show. Thank you for listening. Uh, We'll be back next week with more college football preview stuff, more fall camp, more buildup to uh, Ole Miss Louisville, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Liberty Weekend. So, uh, again, thanks to these two fellas, and uh, thanks to you for tuning in. Until next time, we out. We out.